past Lenten season has been one of the most beautiful journeys I have been on. Very, very beautiful and comfortable, but beautiful. And it has really grown me and God really moved in my life. God has really moved in my life for the past couple of weeks. And yeah, it's, it's just been so beautiful. Hello, welcome to Journal of a Christian Millennial Podcast. And so today I am just talking about, I am just uh, doing a Lent reflection and uh, just bringing you along what my journey has been like for the Lenten season. And so uh, for Catholics, um, we have three pillars, three foundational pillars of Lenten season, which are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So prayer, we definitely need to pray a lot and pray that just God, we, we are able to open our hearts to God and just you know, experience Lent differently and ask what God wants from us during this Lenten season and fasting. So we abstain from it uh, on Ash Wednesday, which is the beginning of the Lenten season and every Friday. And yeah, that's fasting for Catholics. And also, I think on Fridays, we're supposed to take uh, very small meals, very small portions, uh, such that they cannot amount to a full plate. And yes, that's how we do it in Catholic. And so... Yeah, when we started, just before we started Lent, I went, I made a long list of what I wanted to give up for Lent. But then I just sat down and I was like, okay, am I doing this from for like um, with good motives or is it is my heart just like, you know, uh, am I being led to do those things? And no, that was not it. I was doing it because it's more or less like, okay, it's a thing that Catholics do that we need to give up something. And so... At that point, I was just led and all, and it was like, and I just decided, you know, I cancelled everything and I wrote down, um, I just wanted Mary to take me through, to walk with me throughout this Lenten season, and that has been so beautiful. And so I started reading the Gospels. Uh, my aim was to finish the entire uh, New Testament within 40 days. Uh, but, well, the Holy Spirit, when God moves, he moves. And so the Holy Spirit just led me to go to the uh, Paul's letters. to Paul's letters, and But I had read the first two books of the Gospel, which are Matthew and Mark. And, well, they were beautiful, but, you know. And so Acts of Apostles, that was the f this was actually the first time I have read Acts of Apostles. It's a book I have never really opened. And it was so beautiful seeing the Holy Spirit just move after after jesus ascends to heaven because this is where we see the journey of the disciples receiving the holy spirit on the day of pentecost and so yeah of course pentecost comes after after lent but well this is where i was led and so so many things stood out for me and so i'll just refer i'll just really refer to a lot of bible um bible verses that i highlighted throughout my reading up to where i have uh, read and so the first one will be from Acts chapter 4 verse 13 and it says God does not call the most um in chapter uh, verse 13 the members of the council were amazed to see how bold Peter and John were and to learn that they were ordinary men of no education they realized then that they had been companions of Jesus and this moved me because so many times I have, uh, you know, we, we tend to think that just because you're so educated, just because uh, you are so many things, you hold so many titles that, you know, you're superior to every other person. But when God moves, yo, like he does not pick the most qualified, he picks the least qualified, he chooses the least qualified. And for him, it is so that he... Um, 
university is glorified because i mean for someone who has never gone to school and you know you cannot beat the arguments even though they were in a panel of the most educated people but they will still argue better than uh the whole panel of the educated people and so what i took from this was god does not call the most educated or extraordinary men the holy spirit gives wisdom a divine wisdom and uh, gives words to the chosen of God. This is such that no one can argue with them and win. Because when God speaks, he speaks. And when God speaks, there is nothing you can say that can ever match to, can ever match to what God says. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was, that was pretty, pretty awesome. Because so many times I have just sat down and thought, like, okay, there's so many things that I don't know, so many things I haven't done. And, you know, I'm just like this person who's uh, one in... A billion i don't know how many billions of people in the world and so yeah sometimes we think we start to think that okay we cannot make a difference but this takes me back to how jesus came into the world he did not come as a king he did not come as a prince he came as a son to a carpenter joseph saint joseph and to mary i mean mary was really young and we're not really told much about high education or anything of that sort but you know he chose his parents he chose his parents like jesus chose his parents and they were not the most educated they were not the richest they did not live in a castle they were not kings they were not king and queen and so yeah that brought a lot to perspective and so just seeing this humble journey of jesus coming into the world in such poverty being born in a manger that that really convicted me and it was like okay as long as jesus is with you as long as you are doing something that glorifies god at some point he's just going to you know he's going to bless you in his own little way you don't expect to um to just i don't know how to put it but he's going to bless you in his own uh in his own way and so that was one of the lessons that i have learned during this Lenten season and it's been beautiful that just you don't have to be superior you, you're okay anyway and so yeah that was beautiful and so yeah going through the uh, letters of saint paul and seeing saint paul and his joy in serving christ because saint paul has really suffered for christ and uh just seeing his conversion in the book of acts where he goes blind uh, uh on his road to damascus where he's going to persecute more christians that that is just beautiful and he constantly he constantly says um he constantly says that it is not by my power it is not by uh because of my good works but it because it's because of god's grace through faith that i have been saved and it's something to really think about and meditate on because there's nothing that we can ever do that will ever earn us salvation there's nothing that we can ever do that will earn us god's love there's nothing that we can ever do that will earn us eternal life in heaven and all this comes um who we are sinners we are born sinners because we are descendants of adam and eve and that is how sin got into the world and so when when we're born we're born sinners and throughout our lives we will live as sinners because we are not perfect and human nature is sinful and we are going to sin over and over again but saint paul constantly reminds us that god's grace is sufficient for each and every one of us that we do not need to you know as the jews and gentiles uh, as the jews argued that gentiles needed to be circumcised for them to be recognized as god's people or for them to get into you know the tribe of jesus saint paul reminds them that it does not matter who you are and it is not your works or whatever you do like abstaining from certain foods because uh because they're considered unclean god made everything to be good and 
everything that we eat, every food that we eat, all we need is to uh, start with a prayer of thanksgiving for the for the food that God has blessed us with, and that makes it clean because everything that God created was good, still is good, and so. Uh, with the Jews talking about uh, Gentiles getting circumcised for them to join the tribe of Jesus. St. Paul tells them no, because um, we have to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior for us to to be saved. And it is through grace because it, there is nothing we can ever do that will make us um, superior or better people or you know, and God's love or salva salvation. And so that has been really, really beautiful because so many times um, I know I have really uh, found myself working so hard in so many instances and been like, oh no, God, I really want to, you know, make you proud. I want to do this because it's going to make me better or make up for my sins. But there's nothing that I can do that can make up, can make up for uh, my past sins. There's nothing that I can do that can make up for my present sins. There's nothing that I will ever do that can ever make up for my future sins. And by God, by Jesus dying on the cross, he has cleansed me from my past, from my future, and from my past, from my present, and my future sins. And that is it for everybody. We just have to believe because we are saved by God's grace through faith. And so, yeah, that has been really, really beautiful. And so it was also a reminder that my past does not define me. I do not need to live in my past or dwell on my past and just because I feel unworthy, that is not from God. That is from the enemy. And God tells us that we have been made worthy through Jesus Christ. And with Jesus Christ dying on the cross, so many things changed. So many, so many things changed. And, you know, when he resurrects, he sends us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit gives us freedom. And I'll just read this um, verse from Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. And it says, now the Lord in this passage is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is present, there is freedom. And we have that freedom for every person who has been saved, for every person who accepts and proclaims that Jesus is Lord. They have the Holy Spirit in them and that can never change. That can never change no matter what happens because the Holy Spirit lives in us. The same spirit who brought Jesus, uh, who brought Jesus back to life, the same spirit who brought Lazarus back to life, the same spirit who brought Jairus' daughter back to life, the same spirit that was in Elisha, the same spirit that was in Elijah. And you know, you see the pattern of the Holy Spirit. He is life-giving. He is redeeming. He is, he heals. He comforts us. And Jesus knew that without the Holy Spirit, we will be lost. His disciples will be lost because you remember uh, during that night when Jesus comes to be arrested, everybody runs. Everybody runs, and I am I'm usually so intrigued by the story of Peter, where, you know, at the, during the Last Supper, he professes uh, his love to God. And, you know, when Jesus says that before the cock, the cock crows three times, you'll, before the cock crows, you'll have denied me three times, and Peter says, no, that cannot happen. But we see him running and denying Jesus three times. And when the cock crows, he just, you know, he just cries because he realizes, okay, this has happened. But that doesn't stop him from going to Jesus and asking for forgiveness. And so um, Jesus understands that we are weak humans. We are weak because we see, we actually see just before Jesus is arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, as he's praying, 
uh, he he has carried Peter, John, and James, and told them to pray so that temptation will not come to them. But you know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's what he says. And he finds them the three times that he goes to pray. When he goes to pray three times and comes back, you know, he finds them asleep. And so he understands. He understands that we are weak as humans, and so. It was necessary for him to send the Holy Spirit to guide us and to strengthen to strengthen us and to continue reminding us that okay, this is what there is. The Holy Spirit is going to work with you. He's going to teach you because I cannot teach you everything. And so our lives become um, a journey of lessons, a journey where the Holy Spirit just teaches us. He he reminds us who Jesus is. He uh, brings to light the character of jesus because we did not we do not know we, we were not there when jesus was two thousand years ago but the holy spirit um, makes jesus ever present in our lives and through jesus we're able to know god the father because you know through the gospel jesus says that i the father is in me about you know uh, there's so many verses i will not quote because i have not really gone through them but yeah so that, that has really been an eye-opener and just appreciating the work the Holy Spirit does in our lives. And even during this Lenten season, you know, we're just commemorating the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean that he's dying over and over again. He died once and that was enough. That was the ultimate sacrifice for humankind. And yeah, so it has just been beautiful. And um, so there was this one uh, time I was praying and I was, and I was meditating on the Sorrowful Mysteries. And it just came to me, looking at how much Jesus suffered, you know, he took up, he was seen, uh, man without sin, was seen for us, for our salvation. He was the ultimate sacrifice and he laid down his life for each and every one of us. Like he did not care what you have done. He does not, he did not care what you were going to do. He did not care who you were. He did not care what kind of, um, things you had done, bad things you had done, whether you had killed somebody or not. And, you know, it, it, I, I just sat down with those, uh, with the mysteries and walking through every step and just imagining that Jesus went through all this pain that was not necessary to him because he is Jesus, he is God. But he decided to come walk on earth and die on the cross for me. And... Um, Honestly, it just it just blows my mind every time. And sometimes I have asked God, like, why, why, why this amount of love? You know, why do this? Why? It has just been a dozen questions in my mind, wondering why Jesus will lay down his life. But at the end of the day, God created us for himself. And, you know, um, when sin came into the world, we were separated from him. But through Jesus Christ, he brought us back. Jesus paid a price for us, and so we do not belong to ourselves. We belong to God. Every part of us belongs to God. And so as I was meditating on the Sorrowful Mysteries, it was the realization that we don't exa- we don't really understand the depth of um, the crucifixion of our Lord because if Jesus did not come in to save us uh, by being the ultimate sacrifice, each and every one of us deserves to be on that cross. We, were, we are the people who should have been on that cross. We are the people who should have been touched at the pillar. We are the people who should have been crowned with thorns. We are the people who should have been, you know, mocked. We are the people who should have been on that cross. But Jesus did not want that for us. Like, 
God loves us. God loved us that while we were still sinners, he sent his only son to die for us. And I'm just going to let you sit, sit with that for a minute because it's, it's overwhelming. That thought just is overwhelming. And so um, just thinking about that and thinking about how my, my, my sins are taking Christ back to the cross, you know, it makes me think twice before I do something that does not glorify God. It really makes me think about it. And it, it is a struggle, honestly, because our nature is sinful and we cannot overcome sin without the Holy Spirit in our lives. We cannot overcome sin by ourselves because remember this is not a war of the flesh this is not a physical war that we're fighting it is a war of the flesh it is a spiritual war it is a spiritual battle and we cannot we do not have uh, the resources by ourselves to win this battle and that's where the holy spirit comes in because um the bible tell the bible tells us that the spirit that is living in us is greater than the spirit that is in the world and every time that i am tempted to give up i i just go back to that past and i remember that the spirit that is living in me is greater than the spirit as it, that is in the world and no matter what i go through no matter what challenges i go through i know that the holy spirit will conquer everything that jesus has already won this battle you know he has paid it all for us he has paid it, he has won it all for us and just personalize it that personalize that and you know say that jesus you have won this battle for me jesus you have paid it all for me and you know it's just it carries such that such weight that i don't think we're going to ever fully fathom uh but the holy spirit really just helps us you know understand exactly what what that means and that has been beautiful that has been so so beautiful and you know when you look when you're looking at jesus um during mass and just partaking in the eucharist you just sit down and remember that christ is so present that um the, the last supper the last supper was all about love for us it's not that we deserved that it's not that we deserved him um offering his body and his blood for us but it was out of love that he did that it was out of love that he offered that he laid down his life that he offered his blood that he offered himself as a sacrifice for us and so that's that's has that has been really really beautiful and so yeah um, another thing that really, uh, in another way that God really moved in my life, um, he humbled me in the craziest way possible, you know, and it was just um, something that I went through and the realization of it was just like, wait, I am just a flower fading, you know, I'm just, uh, there's a song that I am a flower quickly fading here today and gone tomorrow. And so we are all flowers quickly fading. Honestly, like we're here today and we're going tomorrow. Excuse me. Nobody really knows the time. And so we are told to live every day as if it was the last, last, as if Jesus was coming tomorrow. And so if we looked at it from that perspective, we're going to want to do our best to, to just um, follow a righteous path and to just remind ourselves that, you know, I want to be in heaven. I want to be in heaven with Jesus. I want to be in heaven singing, praising God with the angels. You know, I want to be with the saints. And yeah, so that's ha that has really been a motivation. And St. Paul has had such a big influence on me. Honestly, like I think he's one of um, my most favorite saints. And yeah, he just reminds me that I am a mere mortal. 
but I am saved through grace. I am saved by the grace of God through faith. And it has just reminded me that I should not keep doing things just because I want to glorify myself. And sometimes that calls for sacrifice, sacrifice that most of us do not really want to go through. And uh, I don't remember from which book, but it was Paul, as in Paul after they had been arrested. And, you know, he says that he feels, he, he, he said that he feels happy that God considered him worthy to go through sufferings for, just like Christ did for his glory. I'm just paraphrasing. I don't really remember the exact words of that verse, but I am going to link it in the podcast notes. And so, yeah, that that really had such an impact on me. And I kept thinking, why do we run from sufferings? You know, why don't we, when we look at suffering as a sanctification process when we unite our sufferings to christ that gives our sufferings more meaning and we are god gives us the grace to bear those sufferings uh with courage and you know with joy and peace because then when we unite ourselves to god through suffering we share in christ's um suffering we share we go through um the 14 stations of the cross with him we, you know, we walk with him and uh, Jesus tells us that come and carry my yoke. Um, okay, I don't exactly remember that one as well, but he tells us to carry his yoke for his gentle and humble of heart. And there is so much to unpack from that. You know, humility, gentle, uh, being gentle, which is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. A fruit of the gift of the Holy I think a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And that is just beautiful because Jesus is the perfect example of who we are who we are supposed to be. He is the one we emulate. He's the one we look up to. You know, we don't look up to a fellow a man, um, what have you accomplished because we are always going to be competitive beings. And when we start uh, aspiring to achieve whatever other people have achieved, we lose the meaning of being here on earth because at the end of the day, the main goal of everything that we go through while on earth is to make us become more and more like like christ uh, which is the sanctification process and it's it's painful and uncomfortable and you're not always going to be happy and being a christian does not mean that it's always going to be highs there will be lows and very um um what do i call it very deep lows <laughs> okay but there will be lows you know that sometimes you're just going to sit down and be like okay god i want to give up but then <laughs> this is nothing new to jesus because we see him um at, in, uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane, pray just before his arrest, and he wants to give up, you know. He says that, Lord, if only you could take away this cup of suffering from me, but not as I will, but as you will. I am just, for, again, I am just paraphrasing. I don't exactly remember the words. And, you know, he says that, may God's will be done. And that should be our daily prayer that, God, may you will be done. May you will be done in this situation. And so many times we're going to be disappointed because whatever we want is not what God wills for us, you know. And so we have to constantly pray and ask God to um, to change the uh, desires of our hearts to become more and more like his desires for our lives, you know. And that will definitely enable us to live more uh, more like how, Jesus, how God wants us to live and bring him glory and definitely live a life that honors God because it's hard it is hard no kidding but through god's grace through the holy spirit everything just it's all worth it like i wouldn't give it up for anything it's definitely worth it and so yeah uh saint paul uh in his letter to philip to the philippians he tells us do not do any for chapter 2 verse 3 he tells us do not do anything from selfish ambition 
or from a cheap desire to boast, but be humble towards one another, always considering others better than yourselves. If that is a person in the Bible who really looked down upon himself, who really thought that he was not worthy, it was St. Paul. Because uh, from where he had come from, from persecuting Christians, um, to, you know, witnessing this, the stoning of Stephen, uh, the first martyr uh, in the New Testament, that was hard. That was hard. And so he he just, honestly, after his conversion, he just dedicates everything and gives his all to serving Christ, to bringing glory and honor to Jesus. And, you know, he is willing to suffer anything and everything for the glory of God. And that is beautiful. That is so beautiful. And we see him being jailed. We see him in chains. We see him being stoned. But every single time he walks away because God's grace is sufficient. And he tells us that there is nothing that God will give you that he will not allocate enough grace to you for you to be able to deal with that situation, you know. And so many times we're afraid of getting into situations that uh, mean for us to be uncomfortable or situations that result in pain. But whatever you go through, whatever suffering comes your way, it is a sanctification from God. And he is going to give you enough grace because God's grace is sufficient. It will always be sufficient for each and every one of us, you know. And so uh, St. Paul, uh, in his letter to the Philippians, chapter 3, verse 10, uh, to 12, he says, All I want is to know Christ and to experience the power of his resurrection, to share in his sufferings and become like him in his death, in the hope that myself, that I myself will be raised from death to life. I do not claim that I have already succeeded or have already become perfect. I keep striving to win the prize for which Christ Jesus has already won me to himself. And that is so deep. That is very, very deep. And honestly, just looking at the life of St. Paul, um, for me, he is somebody I really look up to. Um, in, in the way that he gives himself, he offers himself uh, for the work of Christ, in the way that he wants to suffer for the sake of Christ, in the way that he is not afraid of whatever comes his way. He's not afraid of drowning. He's not afraid of being chained. He's not afraid of being beaten. He's not afraid of being stoned, you know. And that is really, really such a good example of, you know, a mere human who went through this conversion, who went through conversion and who just offered his life to Christ. And I really like to look at my life from that perspective, you know, from looking at from at the point at which just God liberated me, the point at which God, you know, took me from un, from the abyss because I was down there, like I was in the valley of dry, of dry bones, as as Ezekiel puts it. And you know, it's it's a desire that I have to, you know, just give my life to Christ, just offer myself as a living sacrifice to um, to God, and offer myself as a vessel for God to use me, you know, and. This becomes difficult so many times because um, at times it's just like, okay, so God, I am stepping into unknown waters, so now what happens, you know? Because we always want to have a, sa uh, a safety net to fall back on in case things don't go right. But when you surrender your life to Christ, when you surrender everything to Christ, there's no safety net. You know, it's just Jesus and Jesus alone, you know? Um, it's God that wherever you go, you have to trust. You have to trust that you are going to step on something. You know, I, um, there's, this, there's this example of a man who is constantly told uh, by his father that you have to believe. And he gets to this bridge. He cannot see the bridge, you know. 
it's all foggy and misty and there's nothing he literally cannot see anything but he dares to believe and he steps out and he discovers that there's a bridge and he finally sees the bigger picture you know that is how it is with god that we do not know what's what's in front of us we do not really see it we do not know where we're going we're just trusting that god knows that god is going to take care of us we're just trusting that you know god will be there and yeah so i mean um this lenten season there has been so much to learn and so yeah that has been quite a bit not it's not entirely based on the uh crucifixion and resurrection of jesus but i i feel like this has um in a way just helped me to um look at uh the life that saint paul lived with uh you know uh, not caring what he went through for the sake of jesus and yeah that has been inspiring during this lenten season because most of it uh, up until the crucifixion we just uh we see christ suffering so much and you know uh we forget to look at the heart of mother mary you know well for catholics we have the rosary of the seven sorrows and it goes through um it takes us through the seven sorrows of mother mary uh from when jesus went to, when they went to dedicate jesus in the temple where simon tells her that you are going to there's going your soul is your heart is going to be pierced uh by a sword you know um uh, with them fleeing to egypt and with mary st uh, standing at the foot of the cross mary receiving the body of hassan jesus and you know like it's a lot i'm just going to um a link uh put a link on okay or just outline the seven stories of mary and so yeah i have also um god has really taught me to just go sit at the foot of the cross and you know um just tell him exactly what i'm struggling with you know i have been this one person who has always wanted to take care of things myself to take care of whatever i have been going through myself but it's it's been a lesson that um, mother mary continues to teach me that she stood at the foot of the cross when her son was crucified and she invites me to just go sit at the cross with jesus and just you know tell him exactly what it is it, there's nothing that i have been through that god is not uh is not going through with me and the fact that jesus was man and he walked on earth he knows exactly what we feel and it doesn't matter what you have been through uh, during those times you have been hurt during those times you have felt so empty during those times you have felt like you couldn't uh, run to anyone that you didn't have anybody jesus christ was there and that for me was a game changer when i first learned that jesus shared in my suffering jesus shared in my pain jesus shared in my tears when i cried when i hurt jesus was right there with me jesus was right there by my side giving me strength and just you know just feeling that pain with me and i pray that you will invite jesus into your suffering into those areas that you don't want to touch into those areas that are severely wounded that anytime you just attempt to you know um even lightly touch that wound uh your whole world will almost seem like it falls apart just invite him during this lenten season and even as we approach the holy week just ask him to prepare you for that um for good friday for his crucifixion and it's going i promise it's going to be so different you're going to look at his crucifixion and you know his life on earth so differently and it's just beautiful to be honest i don't know what else to say yeah i wish i could 
I just tell you exactly how it feels, but I cannot even put that into words. And so I just invite you to sit at the foot of the cross like Mary did. And I'll just stand there with Jesus and give him. He, Jesus tells us to come, you all who are laden with, um, with what? Who are laden with a burden, who have a burden, you know, and I will take and uh, oh, okay, I will just look for that verse. And so, yeah, it's it's just a beautiful journey. It's a journey that continues um, to definitely help me shed off so many things and declutter my life, my spiritual life, my emotional life. Um, and it's a painful process, if I'm being honest. It's not an easy process. It's an uncomfortable process. But it's interesting that, you know, God knows who you who he made you to be you know he knows what your potential is he knows what you're capable of um, but you have to let him work on that you have to work let him work on you and work in you and work through you and it's not easy but the first step is to just invite jesus into your heart just tell him jesus just come in i don't know where to start but i believe that through you you are the way you are the truth you are life you know and yeah that's a good place to, to to definitely start that's a good place to um go to and i'll definitely i'll definitely ask you to meditate on the whole the bit where jesus um where jesus is arrested from the garden of gets uh, from the you know mm -hmm, from the last supper um just go to your bibles and uh, read from the rest from the last supper uh to through the crucifixion of Jesus and, you know, meditate through what Jesus went through and look at that and see Jesus' love. Jesus, 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 you know, the love that he, he blesses us with. And for all Catholics, I hope um, you will go um, for the sacrament of confession um, over this weekend in preparation for the Holy Week, in preparation for his crucifixion as we await for his resurrection. And yes, I trust that it's it's going to touch your lives in a different way, like Jesus has, uh, like mine has been touched in a different way. And yeah, the Bible is definitely a good a good guide to just you know give you a map of life and show you in which way to walk because the Bible is truth. It has been inspired by the Holy Spirit, uh, the same Spirit who lives in us when we believe when we proclaim and acknowledge that jesus is lord so i invite you to just sit with mary during this london season it's never too late to be honest and also forgive jesus has forgiven you but jesus cannot forgive you if you don't if you do not forgive others so if you want jesus to forgive you you have to forgive others just invite him into those places that hurt the most into those wounds that have never stopped bleeding just invite him there and let him let him heal you let him um place his finger of healing and his touch his gentle touch on you and on those wounds and i trust that you know it's going to be life-changing it has been so life-changing for me and yeah so i pray that god touches your hearts and that the holy spirit illuminates his lights his light upon your lives and may May, you, may God give you the grace, the strength, the courage and peace that you need.
to unite your sufferings to Christ, to experience the fullness of sanctification, to experience the fullness of who Jesus is. And... Have a blessed Easter. I think I'll, I'll come back on here after Easter. And yes, God bless you. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.